Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God of revival. And I thank you, God, that it's time for revival, Lord. It's time for revival in America, Lord. It's time for revival in the nations, Lord. It's time for revival, oh God. Oh, we turn from our wicked ways, oh God. We humble ourselves and turn our, we turn from our wicked ways and we pray and we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, oh God. And I thank you, God, because we are willing and obedient to do that, Lord. You will hear the cry of the church. You will hear ALM. You will hear the church, Lord, crying out to you. Revival. Revival now. Revival now, Lord. Save us. Heal us. Restore us. Transform us by your power of the Holy Spirit. Today's the day, Lord. Let it begin here at Abundant Living Ministries. Let it begin in my house. Let it begin in their houses, oh God. Ignite us with your fire, oh God. Consume us. We turn from our wicked ways. We turn from our selfish ways. We let go of our pride. We humble ourselves before you, God. With you, all things are possible. You gave us Jesus. You supplied us with Jesus, that power, that authority. To cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick. To preach the gospel. We have that authority. You didn't stop there. You gave us the ability to go beyond the natural. And enter into the supernatural. Oh, I thank you, Father Lord, for revival. Thank you, Lord, for revival in this place. From the north, the south, and the east and west, God, let this fire ignite this place, oh God, so people from all around can see this fire. As all of Israel saw that fire when Solomon dedicated the temple, they saw that fire. As Elijah called on that fire, all of Israel saw it. Do it again, Father. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forever you change not. For this church will not be stuck between two opinions. We yield ourselves to you, Father, for you are the provisioner of ALM. Jesus, you are our, our source of life. Holy Spirit, you are the resources of heaven. We are never empty-handed, for God, you have given us the seed to sow. Oh, I thank you, Father, for all that you have purposed, planned, and expected this night to be. Have your way. Let it be done let it come let you let 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 your come alive lord and everybody that's here those that are watching the internet let it come alive come alive allow god to breathe into you allow that fire that's in you to be to ignite so you can be his church on this earth so we can do the will of the Father. I give you praise, I give you glory, I give you honor for tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. Today, we decree Jesus, the written word, is our salvation, healer, restore. We decree the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance for all of the ALM family. We decree four corners of the earth have been purposed, planned, and expected by God with 500 families of affluence that join this church. We speak to the north 
to give up families of power and influence. We speak to the South to give up families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the East to give up families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the West to give up families of kingdom wealth. We speak to our ministering angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. Come on, ALM, if you believe that, shout amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Get your Bibles out. Hold it up. Be proud of what you hold in your hand. Make this pledge with me. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp under my feet, a light under my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I may not sin against God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, raise your hands, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. You're in the right house at the right time. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Real quick, I just want to say happy birthday to our brother Jerry Gillis, our head usher. It's his birthday today. We want to celebrate his birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday. We thank you for you and your family's faithfulness here at Abundant Living Ministries. We thank you for you being part here and you being here tonight. We say thank you. And Father, I just ask you right now, we've had enough rain. And I thank you, Lord, you're going to kill every mosquito that's going to weigh in these ponds. Suck it all up, Lord. <laughs> As you suck the flood up during Noah, suck this water up so that the mosquitoes don't have time to breathe. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. But God, I just thank you, Lord, for being here tonight for allowing us to be in your presence. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Thank you, Lord, for revival. Thank you, Lord God, for revival. Hallelujah. How many people know we have benefits? The church has benefits. When you make that a pledge of allegiance to your word, you have benefits. That, that's This word that I hold in my hand is our tree of life. I said that Sunday. This God, God's word is our tree of life. Jesus, God's word, a tree of life. Jesus is our tree of life. The pages in the word are its leaves. The truth of God's word is the fruit that we eat. How many of you are eating God's word? How many, are, how many of you are partaking in the fruit every day? You're partaking in the fruit. If you're home a lot and you're not out there hustling and bustling right now, you should be eating the fruit that God has been giving you from the tree of life. Why? Because it gives you the ability to live. It gives you that ability to live when you eat, partake of the fruit of the tree of life. God's word is our seed. God's word is our seed that blesses us spiritually, physically, and, fi and financially with power. It gives us spiritual power. It gives us physical power. It gives us financial power. It gives us spiritual power to believe that there is a God in heaven. It gives us the, abil the ability in the spiritual realm to do the impossible. In the physical realm, it gives us the ability to, to go and, and preach the gospel. And it gives us the financial power to give what God requires us to give. I'm telling you, if we just understand this, God's word is the seed that blesses us. This tree of life, Jesus, it blesses us. And every time we partake of the fruit, it blesses us spiritually, physically, and financially every day of our life. I believe, ALM, it's our time, it's our season to engage people with God, with God's seed of power. I believe it's, it's our season and time to engage people. To engage people with God's seed of power to ev by, evangel by, by evangelizing, by getting out there, getting the word out. We have every social network of doing that, and, 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 and we're using that. But we got to go beyond our social networks. We got to get out. We got to get out there and physically do something. Why do you think they're trying to stop us? Why? Because they know if, if the devil knows that the church wakes up one day and decides to go out and evangelize, people are going to get saved. 
Why do you think they're shutting people down? They don't want people out there. They, they don't want people having contact with you. They want you to keep distancing yourself from them so you cannot have contact. Now they're even toward trying to, it's, it's, it's just so funny. Now they're trying to come up with bracelets that you would wear and they're color-coded bracelets that tell you if you're, if one color means you cannot come close to them. Another one says it's okay to call, it's bracelets. I mean, isn't that funny? And I sit there and I'm like, you know, devil, you, you, are, you are just a copycat. But I'm like, and, and they got them all over there. I mean, they're on all the news and they, this is a great idea. No, and I'm sorry. If the world puts something on you, it ain't a good idea. They did that to the Jews. They all put a yellow star on them. Then they marched them off into the, the camps. Come on, people. But I really believe it's our season and time. This is ALM season and time. It's your season and time to get out there and engage people. They need to know the truth that, that Jesus is the cure. And the only way to do it, I'm glad that you are a powerful pap, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, church individual behind the computer on your phone, on social network. But it's time to put a face with your, your witness. It's time to put a face. It's time to, put a, it's time to let the world see you for who you really are, the church. And it's time for us to get out there and to evangelize. It's time for you to get out there and evangelize. Let people know. Everybody say this. I have, I have go power. We're going to continue that. I started Sunday. We're going to continue it. I have go power. Now go to Matthew chapter 28 where we started. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, which we know that power means authority and influence, is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach. That word teach means to instruct all nations. Baptizing means washing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching, instill doctrine them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. This is Jesus telling us. So you can do it the world's way, sit behind a computer and, and preach from a screen and let people sit down in their homes and do that, or you can open up the doors of the church and say, hey, welcome back to church, the real church. Welcome back to the assembling of the brothers. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Anybody can sit behind a screen. But it's one thing to come together. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Come together. Come together. Don't distance yourself. Come together. It's all about coming together. It's all about being with brothers and sisters in Christ. Anybody can stay home. And I'm not saying Jesus can't save people. By doing it over the video. Right now, people are watching me by internet. They're watching me all over the world. Wherever they're watching from. And, I'm, and I appreciate them watching them, but I want you here. If you have the capability, wherever you are, to come to Abundant Living Ministries, I'd rather you be here. Trust me, this is a place that's holy, righteous, and sanctified. Sickness and disease can't live here. It's protected. How can you say that? Because I have faith in God. I have faith in God. I have faith in his word. And we're going to get there in a second. But Jesus is telling us, this is how I want you to do it. I want you to get out there. I want you to get out there amongst the people. I want you to go where they're at. I want you to engage where the people are at and what they're doing. I want you to go where they're at and I want you to share who I am. I am the cure. To all things, I am the cure spiritually, I am the cure physically, I am the cure financially. I don't care what, what a person's going through, I am the cure. Everybody say, I have go power. We have been equipped. We, the church, who's the church? We have been equipped with authority to influence, to instruct, to wash and to instill doctrine. That is who we are. When we go out, we have been equipped with authority. To influence people. To be like Jesus. Not like us. 
I don't want you to be like me. Please do not be like me. Please, I do not want you to be like me. I want you to be you for the kingdom of God. I want you to be you the way God created you. He doesn't make mistakes. There's no flaws in God. He's made you perfectly and wonderfully made. And he's instilled in you with gifts and talents. And he wants you to use them. Don't try to be like me. Don't, please. Be you. Be the best you that God created. They need to see you. Why? Because when you present yourself out there and you're preaching the gospel, they're, they're not there. They're going to go beyond you. They're going to see who's influencing you, which is Jesus. See, if, if you're walking out of here and if you're not influenced by Christ, guess what? Don't call yourself the church. Please don't call yourself the church. See, the church, for them to call themselves church, that means they're influenced by Christ. They're instructed by Christ. They've been washed thoroughly clean by the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They, they've been instilled in, by, with doctrine. That they, they, know what, they know who Jesus is and they know, how to, they know how to share the gospel properly. In other words, they're not going to tell lies. They're not going to exaggerate. They're going to say, thus saith the Lord. See, all of us have been equipped with that. Whether you're young or old, white, black, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. We've all been equipped. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you're born again, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, every one of us have been equipped to do exactly what I'm doing outside these walls. But are we going to do it? Do we have enough faith? Do we truly have enough faith in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20? Do we have enough faith knowing that we are not alone no matter where we go? That Jesus is always with him when he said in verse 20, he says, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Do we truly have faith that no matter where we go, Jesus is with us? That we know we have been led by the Spirit to do the will of the Father. Do we have faith in, in that? Because without faith, we will not see the reward. Without faith, none of us in this room, none of us are watching the internet, will see the reward. What's the reward? Salvations, healings, restorations, and Holy Ghost transformations. We won't see it if we don't have faith. Everything we do is by faith. If we're doing something outside of faith, you're on your own. And all of us, in one point of our time in life, we've done things outside of faith and we have paid dearly. And it's not, that's the price you don't want to pay. Why? Because you never have enough money to pay for it. You don't want to go down that road. Everything we do here at Abundant Living Ministries, everything we do as a born again believer, we do it by faith. Anything outside of that, you will never see a reward. You won't. You won't receive, you won't see the reward. But if you do everything by faith, if you do by faith, faith in God, you do everything by faith, you will see the reward. You will see the reward take place. Why? Because faith produces. Faith always produces. It's a guarantee. When you, when you live by faith, you, you, you live by faith, you talk by faith, you walk by faith, it's always going to produce for you. Because faith guarantees Reward in everything you do. So if we as a church put our faith in Matthew chapter 28, we will see the reward. We will see a multiplication that's, that hasn't been seen since Acts chapter 2. And they didn't even have the Bible yet. All they had was faith. And they operated on faith. And they acted out through obedience to, to their faith in God, and because they acted out out of obedience to their faith in God, God moved, God performed, God produced, God did exactly what He said He was going to do in Matthew chapter. 8. Hey, go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize. People were getting baptized, people were getting saved, people were getting delivered, people were just every day, signs and wonders were happening, lame people were walking. Blind eyes were open. Deaf ears were open. Dead people were raised. Why? Because they, they operated by faith. 
They knew what Jesus told them before he ascended to heaven. They did exactly what he told them to do. Go. Go. I have given you go power. Everybody say, I have go power. Telling you, the same God that was there on that day in Matthew chapter 8 when Jesus spoke to them is the same God here today. The same Jesus that spoke that over to those disciples is the same Jesus right now. The same Holy Spirit that was there is right here right now. And all he's looking for us, Abundant Living Ministries, you and me, all he's looking for us to do is to take that first step of faith. You remember what I said? You may have started way over here, but when you take that first step of faith, the momentum, the momentum of that first step is going to take you all the way over here if you just keep going. The worst thing we can ever do, how, 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 how many times we see revival after revival, the worst thing anybody can do is stop. Stop and look. No, 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 no. You never stop and look. You just keep on going. You don't stop till Jesus comes back. We don't stop till Jesus comes back. We don't stop. No, 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 no. And this is what I've been praying for the last couple of days, that this revival that I've been praying for, that this revival will not be stopped by man. This revival won't be stopped by man. Man will not put their hand in it. Man will not put their fingers in it. Man will not put their intuition in it or their ideas in it. Man will shut up and just keep walking by faith and let God be seen. I'm not looking to be seen. I want God to be seen. Mark chapter 16. Verse 15 through 20. And he said unto them, Go ye, that go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye to all the world and engage the people with the gospel to every creature. Go evangelize the people with the gospel and every creature. Go to the people, the, the, where they're at, what they're doing. Preach the gospel. What am I supposed to preach? The gospel. What are you supposed to preach to your family? The gospel. What are you supposed to preach to your neighborhoods? The gospel. What are you supposed to preach to your coworkers? The gospel. What are you supposed to preach in your, in your business? The gospel. Where do we go? What are we supposed to preach when we walk out of here and go wherever we go? The gospel. Nothing else is authorized but the gospel. What's the gospel? Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus restores. The Holy Ghost transforms. Nothing else. Forget anything else. Jesus saves. That's the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow. Them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of the father. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Look at this. Like I said in Matthew chapter 28, do we, have, do, we have, do we have faith in Mark 16? Because we see here in Matthew and in Mark, we see how Jesus wants us to engage people, places. They're at and what they're doing. We see how Jesus wants us to do it. How are we going to do it? We're going to preach the gospel. How are you going to do it? You're going to preach the good news. Yes, we're living in times where there is no good news, but we're going to change the atmosphere. We're going to change the narrative and we're going to turn it around. What was meant for evil, we're going to turn it around for good. And how are we going to do that? We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to preach the good news that, hey, you may be bound, but here tonight, you're going to be free. Come out of it. In the name of Jesus. You know, I've been reading this book and I was sharing that this was... When I had the privilege to go to Bishop's house when he when he had that when he lived up in Tennessee, he had a he had a humongous library. And when he came down, I took all his books. And this was one of them. Revival. Touched by Pentecost fire. 
eyewitnesses to the early 20th century Pentecostal revival. It's eyewitnesses. And I began, I was reading this book, and in this book here, it's, it's shared. It caught my attention because I've been preaching from it lately. Mark 16. And this individual, F.D. Davis, mentioned in mind he was... In the early 19, in the early 20th century, 1924, he, he moved to Huntsville, Texas. And he preached Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. He taught on pro, the promise, if you drank any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Well, as he was preaching this, there was an unbeliever in the audience that was going to put Mr. Davis to the test. They he decided one night as they were gone to sneak into their house and poison their drinking water. And when they, Mr. Davis and his family, F.D. Davis and his family got home from preaching all, you know, all day and all night, you know, they were preaching, they were exhausted. And back then they had water on the outside the porch and that's where they stirred, he put the poison in and they, they grabbed the water and they all, the whole family drank all the water. And they, and, and they drank the water and they went to bed. This individual stayed and hid, him, and hid himself and told his friends that they'll be dead in the morning. The next day, as he was watching them, he was surprised to see them moving about as usual. The next night, an extremely large crowd came to service that heard about it. Something, sometime later, Father... David, um, F.D. Davis' son was pastoring a church in the same town. And a man who got saved came up and confessed to be an accomplice in the poisoning. This was sometime later. And this, this was, they never, F.D. Um, Davis and his family never knew nothing about it. Everybody else knew about it except for them. Till that night, that gentleman told them what happened. In a distant city, F.D. Davis mentioned the incident in the service that he was doing, conducting. And the man who put the poison in his water confessed to him what he did. He wanted to let Mr. Davis know that God saved him and filled him with the Holy Spirit. And he is now living for the master today with God. All things are possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. When you, when you preach this gospel, when you preach this gospel, signs and wonders will follow. When you preach this good news, signs and wonders will follow. Yes, you. It's not just me. It's all of us. If we just have faith in God and do what he tells us to do the way Jesus told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the good news. Signs and wonder will follow. I still serve the same God Brother F.D. Davis serves. And if God would save him, God will save us. Don't worry about what the news is saying. Don't worry about what the media is saying, what, what the government is saying. Don't worry about what, what they're all going to round us up and they're going to force us. Guess what? No deadly thing will hurt you. I got nothing to fear. Why? Because my faith is in God in this word right here. My faith is in God and he's given me his word. I, I have partaken of the tree of life. No deadly thing can hurt me. No deadly thing can hurt you if you have partaken of the tree of life. Why do you think God did not? He told Adam and Eve. There was two trees in the garden. Two trees. Two trees. There was only one tree that God told them not to eat of. What? what? People. Eat this word. Eat this word every day. You ain't going to get sick. And if you are sick, 
put this word on you say, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Where am I? Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. I've been preaching the gospel. Well, hey, signs and wonders. Be healed. If you got a headache, hit the name of Jesus. Be healed. Put it on your head. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. See, look, I got my balance. See, look at that. See? Be healed in Jesus' name. We laugh, but hey, right here, the tree of life. Read it. Be healed. Why? Because signs and wonders, the gospel, it's good news. Signs and wonders follow when you read good news. When you read signs and wonders, that means, hey, spiritually, physically, financially, blessings. The good news has an effect on people. When preached, signs and wonders will follow. God's no respecter of persons. How, we worked with the, how, how he worked with the disciples, he will work with us. Because faith always produces. I love verse 20 of Mark 16. It said, they went forth. They went forth. They operated under go power. They operated under that go power. They operated in the go. They went forth and they were under that power to preach the good news. Now remember something. This was before Pentecost. They were not even born again yet. They were acting under the authority of Jesus Christ. And they were, willing, they were obedient to what Jesus told them to do. Now, you got to realize something. Four days till Pentecost. There's four days. Sunday's coming. That's Pentecost Sunday. We have four days. Just think what we can do in four days. Just think what those individuals did. They, when they saw Jesus ascend, when they saw that, they said they went forth. They went forth and they began to preach the good news. And the Lord was with them. And the Lord was with them. Were, why? Because Jesus promised them in Matthew chapter 1, Lo, I am with you always. Even though I am ascended to the heaven and I'm sitting at the right hand of the Father, you are not alone. The Lord was already with them. They were not alone. The Lord will not leave you. Just be willing and obedient to serve him the way God has equipped you to serve him. He's given you all the tools. He's given you his power. He's given you his ability. There is no limitations to his church. All we have to do is what? Walk by faith. And every step we take of faith produces, 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 Produces. Produces what? Salvations. Salvations. Healings. Restorations. Transformations. That's all God wants us to do. And let's just think what we could do in four days. Get out there. Get out there and do it. We can accomplish this. We can accomplish this great act of faith if we're just willing to be obedient. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have already made their moves. If you're waiting for the Father, Son to move, guess what? They've already passed you by. They're already, they're gone. They're already, they're moving. They're going to the north, the south, they're already moving. Angels, we just, we already decreed our angels to go forth. The angels are moving already. Angels are already doing the work of the Father. We, why? Because we made a decree. Angels go forth. Prepare, the, prepare it. Let's get ready. Hey, the harvest fields are ripe. Get out there and get them. Now it's up to us to take that step of faith. God, listen to me right now. God will never make you do it. He will never make you do it. He will never make you, he will never make you take that first step. You're going to have to be willing and obedient. Even if you have to bite your lip and close your eyes. Bite your lip and close your eyes, but take that step of faith. Let God work it all out. Let God work it out. Let God work it out. You, I'm telling you, man, if we would just learn not to worry. That's, our, that's, that, that's, our, that's the biggest enemy right here, is worrying what people are going to think. 
What, what is your family going to think? What is your, my neighbors going to think? What is my coworkers going to think? They're, 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 they're going to think I'm weird. Guess what? You are. You're weird. Why? Because we believe in, in the invisible. But it's funny how the world can believe in an invisible virus, but they cannot believe in an invisible God. I'm telling you. But we are already weird. We don't walk according to the world. We, we set an, a, an example that we're greater than what's on this world. We're greater than all the things in this world. We serve a God in heaven. We serve a Savior that right now is interceding for us so we can be what God wants us to be, and that's a soul winner. That's a, it's a preaching, preaching the, going out preaching the gospel where the people are, what they're doing, changing the atmospheres for the kingdom of God. But it's, 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 it starts by us taking a step of faith. Get out and engage the people. Get out and engage the people without resources. Because people, that's what they are. People that are not saved, they don't have the resources of heaven. They don't have the resources of heaven. They don't have the resources of the Holy Spirit. They don't. They're empty-handed. They're stuck. They're bound. They're destined for one place. And we can change that. ALM, you can change that. Or would you rather see them go to hell? Or would you rather see your family go to hell? Because if you don't do it, nobody else will. If you're looking for somebody else to save your family, guess what? Your family is destined to hell. No, God is calling you. Why? Because you've been exposed to the truth, to the tree of life. And because you have partaken of the tree of life, God is looking for you to be the example to your family. Nobody else is going to save them but you. You've got, and how are you going to do that? By being the example in front of them that God is God. Are they going to laugh at you? Yes. Are they going to persecute you? Yes. Are they going to, are they going to turn on you? Yes. Are they going to call the cops on you? Maybe. Because that's what they do in some of these states right now. The police are coming to the door and arresting everybody. They're calling the tow companies and they're towing everybody's car that's coming to church. Hey, welcome to America. Did we ever thought this was going to happen? Where churches were going to be, be turned on? Pastor Andreas right here. He, he can't even get back to Panama. Because Panama is so messed up with fear. I mean, he was just telling me today, they're already going in their second phase, but... The second phase has nothing to do for the church. Why? Because the Catholic Church already said, we're in agreement with the government. We're going we're gonna to listen to the government. Of course they can say that because the government gives them money. Government pays their light bill, pays their electric bill, pays their electric bill, the water bill, pays their bills. So of course the Catholic Church will say that. And I had to listen to me. I'm not against Catholics. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just telling you what's going on down there. These things are going to happen. But don't be deterred by that. Don't, as, as, as it says in Psalms 37, fret not the evildoers of men. Don't, don't, don't worry about that because that's a given. But you remember what we talked about a couple, it was a couple, I think it was Wednesday, last Wednesday. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Everything that Jesus said, you're going to be blessed when you go through these things. You're going to be blessed if you're persecuted. You're going to, blessed are the more. In other words, you're going to be blessed. God's going to see you through. You keep on walking by faith. Remember, in these, in these times, this is where the church thrives. Revival is birthed out of this. But it all starts with us recognizing who we are as the church and saying yes to God, and we're going to engage people out of resources with the tree of life. We're going to engage people out of resources because... We know them. We know them by name. There is millions of people out of resources. And we have the resources of heaven that can save them, Amen. heal them, restore them, and transform them by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the resources to kingdom status. And God is looking for ALM, you, to go out and preach the good news. Father, I love you. I thank you. I praise you. 
I preached your word, God. And I thank you, Lord, for revival. I thank you, God, I preached your word, Lord. And because I preached your word, signs and wonders will follow. Signs and wonders will follow upon every man and every woman right now. Holy Spirit, right now, equip them right now. Equip your church, equip ALM to be that salt and light, to be that example of what the church is supposed to be. For God, we do not take a need of fear, but we rise up against it and we rebuke fear. We will not be contributors to fear, but we will rebuke fear. In these exciting times where we live in, I thank you, Father, right now, Lord, that you're going to supply to your church. You're going to supply to your people, oh God. For God, we will never be empty-handed. For God, you are the seed giver. And why we will have more than enough because we serve a God of abundance. And I thank you, Father, right now, Lord, that we will have an abundance of seed in the spiritual realm. We will have abundance of seed in the physical realm. We will have abundance of seed in the financial realm. We will never be empty-handed because, God, there's people out there that are out of resources. And God, the church, ALM, who's been called by your name, has to be ready. And we humble ourselves before you right now. We turn from our wicked ways. We turn from our selfish ways. We turn from our prideful ways. And we yield ourselves to you, Father. We humble ourselves to you, Father. You are the provider. Jesus, you are the source of our life. Because of you, we have power. We have authority to influence. Holy Spirit, you are the resources of heaven. And I thank you, Father, right now, Lord, that we will be your example. In these four days that we have, God, use us to be salt and light. Give us the boldness to stand for truth. Give us the boldness to be an example of who you are, God. Because, God, there's going to be people. There's going to be family. There's going to be neighbors. There's going to be coworkers. There's going to be businesses. They're business partners. There's going to be people out there that's going to come across our path. They're going to need to know the truth. And we are your church to give them that truth. Grant us the opportunities in these four days. As you grant those men and those women who saw you ascend, as you granted them that ability to preach the good news, I thank you, Father, right now, you will grant us the ability to preach the good news so the world can see that Jesus is the cure. And if you're here tonight and you're bound by fear, I want you to stand up right now because we're going to crash that fear out right now. You're bound by fear to be a witness. You're bound by fear to go and go out and engage people to, and with, and, and, and through evangelism. You're, you're afraid to go out. You're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid. I want you to stand up right now and I want to cast that devil out of you because that's a, that's a spirit of fear. I'm being serious right now. God has given this church a mandate, and that is to, be, to, to go out and, and share the gospel. God did not call us to sit in a pew and just get fat-catted on the, on the tree of life. No, he has called us to go out into the highways and byways to the north, the south, and east, and west, and preach the good news. And if you're bound by fear because of what the media has said or the CDC said or Dr. Fauci said and every other doctor out there who claims that they are there to scientists and know everything. If you're afraid, you're a problem to the kingdom of God. You stand in the way. I know that's harsh. But meanwhile, hell is widening itself. Meanwhile, family members are going to hell. Neighbors are going to hell. Coworkers are going to hell. Business partners are going to hell. People of the nations are going to hell. Why? Because the church has taken a knee to fear. And we got to rebuke that. Come on, be honest. This is not, this is, this is not a put down. This is, this is true. Come on, man. We got, we got four days to revival. Four days. Pentecost is coming. I mean, I, I want revival. I want revival. I want revival. I want revival in you. I want you to get out there and use your gifts and talents for the kingdom of God. I don't want you to afraid, be afraid of anything spiritually, physically, or financially. You just, you in the, you're under the go, under that go power and you're going and going and going and going and you're producing souls. Nobody's standing. That tells me 
that you have bold faith. You're telling God right now that you're going to make a difference in the next four days. You're going to make a difference. That's what you're telling God right now. You're not. You can't listen to me. You can't lie to God. If you're bold enough to lie to God, boy, I feel sorry for you. I'm being honest now. No, no, no. You're telling God I ain't, I ain't afraid. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the, to preach the gospel. There was a gentleman. Let's all stand to our feet. There was a gentleman, there was a young, young gentleman that was riding. I, I, I shared it on Facebook. Boy, I'm telling you, it was powerful. There was a young gentleman that was on, the, it was, I forget where he was in the city. Young gentleman, and he was riding a bus. And God told him to preach the gospel. And he stood up. And he began to preach the gospel. And there was a gentleman there with a child. And the gentleman began to yell at him and scream at him and told him to sit down. And the young boy just knew it this. Got all nervous and he sat down. And just bowed his head. But then he felt something inside of him. Get back up. And he got back up. And he began to preach the gospel on that bus. And that gentleman with that baby got so mad, he got up. He was getting ready, attacking. And the little boy said, Father, leave him alone. He's preaching the gospel. And the man that was going to attack the boy fell to his knees because that little boy was mute. Never spoke till right then. That's how powerful the gospel is. Oh, they may want to sit there and want to attack you. They're going to threaten you. They're going to come at you. But you stand your ground for the kingdom of God. You stand your ground like that young boy did on that bus. And that father dropped to his knees because he never heard his boy talk to then. When you preach the gospel, signs and wonder, that's a promise from Jesus Christ. Signs and wonders will follow. You just be willing and obedient. Let God do the rest. Let God do the. You just preach the gospel. Let God do the rest. You just preach the gospel. You just preach. You just stay faithful and preach the gospel. I remember when Pastor and I. I think this when we all went to New Orleans one time and we were getting off. We were looking at the sights and there was a African American. Standing there on the side of the corner, he had a microphone. And he was preaching the gospel with boldness, with boldness on that street. And people were getting off the, the little trolley cars in New Orleans and, all, and, and they were getting on the guard. And he was just standing there preaching the gospel. He didn't care what people said. He didn't get, He was just preaching the gospel. He was preaching the gospel. I remember there was another time driving down the road. I saw a friend of mine. He was standing out there on the side of the road with a sign. And it said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And he would sit out there every day for an hour and hold that sign on a major highway. Every day. Why? Because that's what God told him to do. See, God's going to speak to you. If you have ears to hear, if you're willing to listen to God, God's going to speak to you and he's going to tell you where to go. Are you bold enough to go when you hear from God? You young people, are you bold enough to go when you, when you hear from God? Oh, you're bold enough to go when you hear from God to go preach the gospel. Because I'm telling you, God's going to tell you to do it. I don't care what time of the day is. I don't care what, where you're at. You've got to be ready. To preach the gospel. You got to be ready to preach the good news. Because in that moment, that time when God tells you to preach that good news, there's people out of resources that need to hear what you have to say and they're going to get saved. But are we willing, ALM, are we willing to listen to God? And are we willing to go? Some of you have heard from God and you played Jonah on God. You've heard from God, you've heard from God, you've heard from God, and you played Jonah. 
Didn't work out good. First part of Jonah's life. He had to go through a well transformation for three days. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to never want to see the inner belly of a of a well and be digested for three days. No, if that's what it, I don't want to have to wake up that way. God's going to speak to you. Listen to me. You can't be spiritually bound. You can't be physically bound. You can't be financially bound. You got to, you got to trust God. And when God speaks to you, you got to go. And I'm telling you right now, your family's not going to understand it. Your, your neighbors are not, nobody's not going to understand it. It's just being too, you, you, there's going to there's come a time where you don't understand it. You're just going to act upon what God, de- I got to go where God tells me to go. You've heard the story when Bishop said, God told him to come to Pembroke Pines. God told him to build a church. Why? Why are you going to build this? Why are you going to build this? Why, you, why do you want to build God told me to build it. For such a time as this, God does not do anything by accident. Everything that God has is is with a purpose, a plan, an expectation. Oh, will will you face hell? Yeah. But the church will always prevail against the enemy. You'll prevail. Just stay willing and obedient. Listen to the call of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. He's the Lord of the harvest. And when God sends you, the harvest is ready. Just open your mouth and preach the good news. Oh, I thank you, Father, for revival. I thank you, God, that we are going to be your church that's going to listen. We're going to be your church that's going to listen, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I rebuke every distraction. I rebuke all fear. I thank you, God, a boldness is coming over us right now. A holy boldness. A holy boldness. That we're going to operate in that authority, in that ability that's going to change people's lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's take, let's, let's take communion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that we operate in faith. And because we operate in faith, we are never out of resources. For God, we have two elements. That is life. That is prosperity to us, oh God. That is changing our very lives. These two elements. The bread represents the body of Christ. And because we take this bread by faith, our bodies have been made whole. We have been made whole according to the way God created us to be. And we take this bread now, decreeing our bodies are whole in Jesus' name. The cup represents the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ has washed away our sins. And we take this cup by faith, decreeing we are free. We are free from the influence of sin, the power of sin. We are no longer judged by sin, but we, we know because of our faith and what has taken place, the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We have been made right with God because of Jesus. And we take this cup now by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to take these elements, to be a witness of what these two elements bring to us. And we are a walking, talking, living testimony. We are that witness to people that are out of resources. We are that witness that Jesus is the cure spiritually. Physically and financially. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, let's just shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Before I let you go, we're going to sow seed. So I want to give everybody the opportunity to sow seed. If you're watching by internet, I want you to have the opportunity to sow seed into this to this church, Abundant Living Ministries. Through your contribution, through your giving, we, we have the ability to get people saved from the north, the south, and the east and west. We have the ability to lay hands on the sick. We have the ability to see people restored back to the Father. Because of your giving, we have the ability to see people transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is good ground. And I promise you, when you sow seed into this ministry, it goes exactly where I said it again, it doesn't go in my pocket. It goes into the ministry because that's what it takes to get people saved. And I say thank you for those that are watching. There's two ways you can do it. You, there's, a, there's a phone number. If you text that number, you can give that way. Or you can go to our website, alm.org slash giving and follow the, the directions and you can give. And I tell you this, because of your willing and obedience to sow in good ground, God promises you a hundredfold return. God promises you when you sow in good ground. And I just want to say thank you as, as the pastor here at Abundant Living Ministries for you sowing. But those that are here, if you have your, your offering, if you have your, your seed, your offering, your tithe, I want you to hold it up. I want to say thank you. 
Pastor Francis and I want to say thank you for sowing into Abundant Living Ministries. Because of your willingness and obedience, the gospel is able to be preached. We're able to do what we're able to do. We're able to do here in Pembroke Pines. We're able to do it in, 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 in the country of Panama. We're able to do it in the country of Cuba. Because of your willingness and obedience to sow in this church. And we say thank you. So, Father, we stand corporately together with seed in our hand, with tithe in our hand, with offering in our hand. And I thank you, Father, right now. You will honor the gift, Lord. You will honor our faith as we sow into good ground. And through our willingness and obedience, according to your word, we thank you right now. People are going to be saved. People are going to be healed. People are going to be restored and transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost from the north, the south, and the east to west. Those 500 families from the north to south are going to be saved. Healed, restored, and transformed because of our faithfulness in you, Father, and in our willingness and obedience to give on their behalf, Lord. And we say thank you, Father, right now that you will prove your word. You will prove your word. You will prove who you are, God. You will prove it to this church. You will prove it to those that give tonight. And I thank you, Father, a hedge of protection around, around every one of us right now that has seed in our hand. I thank you right now the devil cannot touch us spiritually. He cannot touch us physically. He cannot touch us financially because he's rebuked by the Father. He's been rebuked by our Savior. And he's been rebuked by the church. And we thank you, Father Lord, for a great and mighty return. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.